I'm waiting to get hate mail about those drinks. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 32 of the Erasable Podcast, Yippie Kaye. This evening, we are going to talk about the contents of our pocket notebooks and how we use our pocket notebooks. I am Johnny Gamber. I am joined by two guys that probably wouldn't fit in my pocket, Andy Welfley and Tim Lawson. How are you guys doing? Very good. Good, but we'll never know that until we actually meet in person. I'm actually way smaller than you think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why don't you get a very manly beard? It'll probably yeah. keep you out of the pocket. Yeah. Plus, my no. pants are very tight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, even I do know what's going on. History neighborhood. Yeah. So, so I was wondering if we were going to be using the third word in that yippee kaye sentence. I don't know what else. the third word is. Um, it starts with a mother and it ends with a cur. <laughs> oh. This must be from a song I don't recognize. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Die Hard. It's, yeah, it's from a movie. Uh, it's from oh, Die man. Hard. Yeah. Here's where I admit I've never seen Die Hard. <gasps> what? <laughs> Damn it, I'll uh, I'll leave it out of uh, I'll leave it out of the title. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family friendly show. Yippee Kaye! Expletive deleted. <laughs> I want to one. watch that movie. <laughs> is it about notebooks? It, it is. <laughs> it's um it's actually Hippie Kaye. Exploded, deleted, and it's about uh, people stationaries during like the late sixties and early seventies. Do they smell? They do they smell like patchouli, like, and the ganja. <laughs> the ganja. Yeah. Oh man! So uh, tonight we're going to get into gross details, right? It's going to get very personal. Oh yeah, we're going to take very, a go inside. Very voyeuristic tonight. Yeah, yeah. So I was going through my <laughs> notebooks because we were going to read excerpts, and I, I have one hundred and sixty-six of them that are full. So I just kind of grabbed a handful. <laughs> I don't know how, what method you guys used. Plus, mine are full of uh, mean uh, cartoons about my neighbor these days. <laughs> aren't, aren't fit for sharing. <laughs> You're Plus, moving you away. So yeah, if you don't live in Baltimore, you wouldn't really understand what the hell it even means. <laughs> like Alcana is a word here, but I think outside here, not so much. Never heard that before. Yeah, I mean, you know, you'd say like, "Oh, he's all kind of trouble." Oh, Alcana. Uh, yeah. yeah. He I pissed off somebody and he's a lot of trouble. Alcana. <laughs> That's three words in one. That's yeah. impressive. Use. How I, you guys how you doing? I, I definitely don't have as many because I go through them kind of slowly, but I do have I do have some good examples to pull out. Um and when I was posting the group asking people for some, I um asked for some exa- some screenshots and examples from other people, and I'll try posting a few of those in the show notes. Yeah, looking at some folks' handwriting, I'm a little bashful now about oh, taking so pictures jealous. of mine. I'm so jealous. Well, you can't read it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw I was looking at some handwriting samples of Thoreau a couple days ago. I don't mm-hmm. I forget why I ended up there, but um I guess I it happens pretty often, so it doesn't really need much of an explanation. But I ended up at the handwriting sample and he had horrible handwriting. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I sent an email to the lady that used to run the um, the Thoreau project, because I just wanted to know if he ever wrote in pencil. And she said no. He would erase it and write in pen. But she said that, like her job was just hell, because you can't read anything you wrote. <laughs> so we need to edit that part out, right? So we should probably do a timestamp, just so we don't uh, reveal the fact that he didn't write in pencil. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's right a, here. It's a great conspiracy theory that we're all <laughs> perpetuating. Yeah, just, 
You just gotta this insert is... one long <laughs> Thoreau didn't like, write we'll we'll just we'll just take out the soul and we'll just have <laughs> Thoreau didn't write in pen. <laughs> Wait, Thoreau didn't write in pen. Beep. Right. Wait, I should qualify that. He didn't write his journal in pencil. Ah. But he took pencils with him everywhere. Because he didn't pay for them. Uh, <laughs> free pencils. <laughs> so prob- shall we What a baller. <laughs> it's, prob- <laughs> it's probably like uh Philip Berlsheimer. He's the, the son of Charles. He uh he's probably like Thoreau because you know he just gets them from his dad. That's awesome. <laughs> so shall we jump into our tools of the trade? We should, we should. You wanna go first, Mr. Andy? Yes. Um I'm drinking a uh delightful dry summer drink. Um it's called the Sawdust. Pencil shavings from step one of the masterpiece. Uh no graphite included. So uh it's uh it kind of peels off like an orange peel. So like an, with an orange peel, you would just uh muddle it gently. Uh, into a pool of dry mead. It's delicious. So if you want to garnish your glass first, uh, kind of like a margarita, just uh, take graphite from step to step two from the masterpiece uh, and just rub your glass in it, and that'll give it a, a really nice like metallic sheen and also give it just an extra little uh, little zing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I am drinking uh, in real life a... Um, uh, it's an anchor... It's a beer by Anchor. Uh, it's called the Summer Wheat. It's uh, it's just with their their summer beer. It's really, really light and good. And there was a sale at Trader Joe's. Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, and I am writing with uh, half a chopstick dipped in barbecue sauce. <laughs> no, um, that's a pen. <laughs> I am writing. That's technically a pen. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's like a quill pen, and it's not a chopstick. It's one of those napkin Prima pencils. So, or uh, forever pencils. So. <laughs> no, I am writing actually today. Um, just going back to an old standard, I had a golden bear with me, so I that was in my pocket, and that's that's what I'm using to uh, timestamp things. How about you, Tim? I'm drinking something called the Stars and Stripes America, mm-hmm. which is uh, a like the leavings of a red, blue, and white Crayola pencil, like the colored pencils, like everything, like the collected shavings yeah. so it's similar to yours ironically it's kind of weird that we have yeah such we, similar we, drinks we didn't um, even coordinate yeah but i just been collecting them all year at school and i basically i just mix it into you know they've been they've been aging so they have a pretty complex flavor profile and I, <laughs> I i blend them in with like 10 ounces of bud light that i found in my garage <laughs> uh yeah it was open i don't know how long it's been open but <laughs> what color was it it's exactly the same as it always is. It's, <laughs> it's just <been> like, <laughs> that's worse. Yeah, nothing's nothing's gonna happen to that. Did you strain out like um, the dead? But flies I never buy. And I ne- no, man, that's that's the that's the secret. I don't usually tell people that part because it just you know <laughs> it's like the little secret recipe thing. And if, if I tell you, then it's not my secret anymore. But you guessed it, yeah. so I just left it in. Gotcha. But I don't buy Bud Light, so it must have been in there from before we moved. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, and I'm uh, writing with. Uh, ironically, again, a Bud Light, uh, Bud, Bud Light Lime promo pencil, uh, sharpened with a bottle opener stolen from a frat boy. So, <laughs> yeah, it's very themed here on my end. Um, Bud Light I'm just here. really, yeah, Bud Light Lime, just really pumped up about you know uh, uh, America and flags and fireworks and stuff. <laughs> uh, my real answer is that I am uh, drinking Larceny Bourbon. Larceny, uh, K- Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, it's I think fairly new, but it's very good. And it was 
they had my liquor store near, nearby had it and had a ten dollar rebate, which made it taste even better. Hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> drinking that, and I am writing with uh, standby, just like Andy. I am writing with a forest choice. Sweet, ye old forest choice. <laughs> a good name for a bourbon. Oh, Forest yeah. Choice is a good name for a bourbon. No. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, Larceny. Forest Choice would be a good name for a gin. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what about you, John? I am drinking Gentleman Jack and Crack, which is what it sounds like. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> having a little bit. <laughs> I have Gentleman Jack that I bought on a whim, and it's not really that good. Yeah. yeah. Just I have a fond like, memory It tastes because... like Jack Daniels with water in it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I, I, I do have a fond memory of that, though, because that was uh, when Henry was born. One of my buddies snuck in uh, a pint of Gentleman Jack into the hospital because we were stuck. Did we you give stuck. some to Henry? <laughs> no. I mean, it might have made him feel better. He was in ICU. Aww. He was in NICU for the first, like, several days because Aww. of something. And so, like, we were in the hospital for a long time, and he snuck in one day. I was like, hey, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that was very you memorable. <laughs> Helping out, helping a brother out, but it was a stressful week. But you know, the gentleman Jack and crack. So you're just drinking the gentleman Jack. I'm just going to cl- clarify that well, the crack on the side. Okay, crack <laughs> on the side. No. Yeah, uh, I thought I heard a butane lighter in the background. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have a funny story about um, a certain funk artist and some guys I know and crack that <laughs> shouldn't we shouldn't record. <laughs> Say that maybe, for the after hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm writing with a pencil I sent you guys. It's um, the Staedtler Tri Plus. It's this, it's sort of an ugly yellow triangular pencil that I got in Cambridge at Bob Slate, but it writes like a dream. Hmm. And Les from our group sent me that and the fat version a couple months ago and got me hooked. So I sort of cleaned Bob Slate out while I was there. Wow. <laughs> I kept going back every nice. day to see if they replenished them, and they did not. So if you went there this week and found none, that was my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll send you one. <laughs> yeah, my my drink is not that interesting, like at all. Also, if you if you're at a liquor store, don't buy it. It's not that good. You could buy something else for the same price. It's probably better. So for our pencil of the week this week, we're going with America's pencil, the USA Gold, the natural version, which is a very very fine pencil. What do you guys think of this pencil? Um, I. I like it. I think that actually the um, the the USA Gold are my my wife's kind of like preferred pencil. Um, we have only kind of a few of them just scattered around, um, and that seems like the it's always the one that she goes to. So I know that she likes it a lot. Um, I I really like it. And it's really smooth. But do you think it's like significantly significantly lighter weight than other pencils? It's skinnier, it's thinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That throws me off. Yeah, I feel like a giant. <laughs> I, sh- I should really, yeah, compare it to. Yeah, this is this is thinner than the other pencils, and it it seems like so significantly lighter weight that it feels almost cheap, but it but it writes really well. Yeah, the yeah. ferrules sort of look like they're you know a little kid wearing a Big Brother's clothes because it's a normally sized ferrule with a thinner pencil. Yeah, it's like this big shirt. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it side by side, like switching it hand to hand with my Forest Choice right now. And the force choice is noticeably bigger. Like when I, at least with my hands, when I hold the USA Gold, I can feel all three fingers I'm using to hold it. You know, yeah. <laughs> so and it's the force choice is a little got a little more girth to it. Yeah. What do you think about it, John? So uh, I like the pencil a lot. 
especially because they updated the graphics. Mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. probably remember they used to just have like the Mega Brands URL on there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were horrible. they were ugly. Plus, are you guys do you guys have lacquer on yours? Clear lacquer? Or are they super naked? Mine's super uh, naked. Super naked. Yeah. They used to lacquer oh, I like them, them, and then um, <laughs> so I have some that are lacquer and some that are super naked, which is my mm-hmm. preferred mode. I think it's kind of. I actually have a pack that came half of each. It was really weird. I I had it's a pack that was that was lacquered too, and I think I feel like when they were switching from the the URL period, uh, they there was a stage with the lacquer, and then they've ended up with the ones without the lacquer. Because every time I go to Target or anywhere that has them now, they always are the unlacquered version. So I, yeah, I feel like there must have been some little transition period where they had the lacquer, and then they decided to stop doing it. Hmm. It can yeah, only save you money, right? <laughs> to not be black. <laughs> they're, I guess they're greener that way, less yeah. pollutants. So yeah. they used to make one called the uh, USA Gold. I'm sorry, the USA Green that um had a green stripe on the ferrule, and the pencil was actually stamped just with fire, like uh, throw pencils were. But they didn't make them anymore after like '08 or '09 because they said they didn't have a market. But now, like you know, everybody would buy a recycled pencil. Yeah. Those were like really gorgeous. They're essentially this, just with green and no foil. The foil is pretty sweet. Yeah, I um, I like the price too. I'm actually on the Amazon page right now, but um, it's uh, eight dollars for twelve, which which actually is a little expensive compared to even like a Golden Bear or a Forest Choice, but still really good for especially for the quality. And Target, they're under three bucks, right? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, two twenty nine or something. Really cheap. Yeah. Really cheap. Why is but, Amazon so much more expensive? Because they're no. the devil. <laughs> it's the drone, the drone delivery fee. <laughs> to feed the drones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, you know, you know, I love me a nudie pencil. Um, <laughs> oh my! And so this is a, this is a good. I like this pencil. I, I'll start by saying that that I do like it and I like using it. And my one main beef besides the being skinny, which we already talked about is that I don't know if you noticed this, but for me, maybe it's just the paper I've been using with it in the last couple, like the last day when I, it's all I've been using for the last day mm-hmm. uh, is it doesn't hold a point very well hmm. to, for me. I mean, I was using it to mark up books and I was sharpening it, which I say that's a, a beef, but I also love sharpening. And so I didn't mind. It's not like, it's not something that bugs me. I really like it. I think it's, it's just my problem is when I get into this world of the, the natural pencils. Um, it's always I can't help but compare it to the Forest Choice, uh, and that's kind of my 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 personal standard. Which I, or it could easily be the Renew. Uh, certain yes. days, but but I think it's it's below both of those. So yeah, but it's a it's a it's a great pencil. I think it's. I've enjoyed using it today. I've been using it to mark up my copy of Walden, and that seemed very appropriate. So to be using an American-made natural wood pencil. So if I gave it a grade, I would. Um, this feels like it might be a little low, but I'm going to stick with it as I would just give it a B. Yeah, um, I would give it a B, and I would feel feel good about that. I it's this is one of the few pencils that I would give a B, but will still use. Yeah. If that makes any sense, hmm, so, like, so B plus maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm a teacher. I'm gonna say I do have to it. Be like a, do it. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> B plus. Yeah. Because it's the four- just because it's the Fourth of July week. That's all. <laughs> uh, and you know, America, and I'm drinking this delicious stars and stripes. Um, yeah, I'd say B plus. Fine, you guys twisted my patriotic arm. And because w- America is w- winning the uh, women's soccer uh, World Cup. Yeah, they won today, right? Um, I th- isn't it over? Oh, I thought it was still in progress. It might be over by now. I thought it. Yeah, it was... I think it just ended recently. Oh, okay. Because it started at seven. So yeah, America, Eastern America. Yeah, I, I I would I would give it a B a B plus as well. It's um, it's um, just a really solid pencil, and it is it is lightweight. But I guess I've never really noticed that it's thinner, and just kind of with that originality, and also just you know it, it's it, it gets passed for that. So. Um, I like the, I like the ferrule. I like the the fact that it doesn't say Mega Brands on the side of it now. <laughs> um, so I, I I would I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Tim and give it a B plus. I'm gonna give it a little higher and go A minus because mm. I don't know why. I really like this pencil. It's you know for the price point and the um, the availability, it's a really really nice pencil. I think it's at least as good as a Cedar Point, yeah. but way cheaper. So we, yeah. should, pro- we should probably talk about. They're not easy. Yeah. Good. I was gonna say we should probably talk about where people can get it. Like this is, this is a good pencil of the week because it's you can get it at Target, you, you can get it at Walmart, can't you? Mm-hmm. I've never seen the natural one there. Hmm. I think I have. I feel like I have. But hmm. um, at back to school time at Target or Target, sorry, Walmart, they have um, USA Gold pencils that are different colors. They're essentially the yellow one with a silver ferrule and a white eraser in different colors, and they're like really cheap, like oh, four bucks or a dozen and a half. I've only seen them twice, and only once did I buy them, and I wish I bought them the other time. Yeah. Oh, cool. Hmm. It was like a secret thing. I found them on the bottom of a shelf behind stuff. Not that, you know, I look in places like that at back school time. No. I never know what you're going to find. And look what I did find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, the Target's sort of like the mecca for n- naked pencils. You can pick up this and the Renew for like six bucks. Yeah, it's like one told. of the best pencil buying outings that you can get when you live in a like cultural wasteland like I do, where we don't have like <laughs> art shops and stuff. Uh, <laughs> is to to go out and you can get yeah those two pencils for for under six bucks. It's a crazy deal. Yeah, I think. And I, I like that this is kind of backtracking, but I like the point you made, Johnny, about how it's you think it's better than the Cedar Point because I think I, I'm totally with you there. I don't know better, but I think it's I don't know. What did you ways, say? It's it's as good as the Cedar Point, but I guess as it's not easier to get because I only know how to get them at Target, and the Cedar Point is a little uh, easier to get. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think they're really close for me. I I, I guess it would just depend on the day. Yeah, so I guess we all ended up with B plus, B plus, and A minus. So we're all in the same ballpark. I feel like that's how it works. You know, like <laughs> every time we, we end up in the same kind of yeah uh, realm. It's a, we it's need a the, solid grade. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think it's I think it's one of the most worthwhile things to snatch up at a at a target. You know, oh yeah, I think the blue great, stamp great goes a long way too. That blue foil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It looks really good. The, I like the and that kind of like navy blue stripe on the ferrule is really really sharp. I, th- I think a lot of people in our group are really faithful to these. Yeah. Um, uh, which I think is a cool thing. So, and it's, there it has to be something said for it being a, an American made pencil and being natural and just, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys just hear that? <laughs> I did. Was that your dog? <laughs> that, was my, 
<laughs> that was my dog yawning, everybody. I liked it. Uh, if you're wondering. <laughs> Let's leave it in. Uh, that was Rosie. <laughs> you tired, Rosie? <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's just that you can find it in a place like Target. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, it's very commendable. Cool. Sweet. So shall we do some fresh point action? We should. Be a good um, tattoo. <laughs> fresh point action. <laughs> Um, I think the first thing, uh, it, it actually kind of bleeds into my, to, into the main topic, but it's, it's different enough. I think I'll bring it up here. Um, I'm almost finished with my, um, my current notebook, which is the, uh, Facebook analog lab, um, field notes. And I'm trying to figure out what to do next. And I noticed that my last three, um, have been field notes. So I kind of want to look for something that is, uh, not fa- uh, field notes branded, I'm trying Ooh. to figure out what it is. Um, I have, you know, I have a bear and a fig. I have write notepads. Um, I even have um, something that Gary Varner gave me called Paper O, P-A-P-E-R hyphen O-H. Um, I, I don't know if it's like Paper O or if it's Paper O, <laughs> but it's, um, <laughs> they have a little tiny, a little size. It's basically like Scout Book or Bear and Fig size. What did you say that was, Johnny? A6? Think... No, it, it's a B7, it says in the back. Oh man, yeah, that was way off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, eighty-eight by one twenty-five millimeters. Um, it's it's really cool looking. It um it has like this black, um, this black cover with like holes in it that you can see the substrate through it, which is also like a also black but like a lighter black. So it kind of looks like a like a mesh or like um oh you know like basketball shorts have like this mesh. Uh, over like a like a lining it kind of looks like that um but i'll have a link in show notes to it but it's um i haven't quite figured it out because it's also 80 pages uh which is quite a commitment for me i I go through field notes or pocket notebooks like slow enough so um filling up 80 pages would just take forever um so i'm not sure about it um i just was interested if you guys had any any suggestions of of what to what to use next Mm. Yeah. Well, that the analog book's very bright. Yeah. Yeah, something something maybe like more sedate um ambition or Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any do you have any Doan uh Doan pocket notebooks? I think I do. I think yeah, I think I have a like a burnt orange colored one. Yeah. Hmm. I thought I, I thought I sent you one. I think yeah. like you should if you've never tried that, you should give those a shot cuz those are really fun to use and Yeah. It's really um, good. Don some of the loose leaf don paper I'm not a huge fan of just because like the graph is too small and the lines are too big so it's hard to like follow for me but I'll 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 think about yeah what it what it seems like in like a pocket notebook yeah that's yeah. that's yeah that's fair yeah. I for me yeah yeah I get what you're saying yeah but that yeah, one, now that an interesting I'm, one yeah I'm looking through a don that I've used and usually with notebooks like. I don't follow the lines very well or the grids. I just kind of like write all over the place. Yeah. Uh, unless I have a specific task. But now I, it's funny. I'm looking through one of the dones that I used that I was going to talk about today. And I kept to the lines like throughout the entire thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something about it. Like it kind of demands you to sort of. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I have some options. I, I need to go through just like my, my selection of, mm. of, pocket notebooks uh even like a right in the rain or something like that might be interesting to use um but yeah it's uh it's so i feel like it's so rare that i actually like fill up a notebook i've had so many that have fallen apart like before i filled it up completely 
because I, I guess I'm sort of like subconsciously like very paper saving. I, I like to try to like mm-hmm. fill up a page before I move on to the next page when really I should uh, just like, I'm the same way. Yeah. So, uh, I do you have small handwriting. Um, I can't remember. I feel like you do. I feel, like, yeah, it, it's, it's small. It's not super small, but it's like, it's definitely, it definitely fits in like the standard, like five millimeter graph. Okay. Um, and wow. I know a lot, I know a lot of people who don't fit in there. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's not super, super small. And it's super messy too. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, have you guys used any non field notes brands that are, that are pretty good lately? Lately? Yeah. Oh, yes. I filled up the, um, is it path river grass or river path grass? Oh yeah. The Baron fig one. Yeah. Those are very subtle. If you want to come down from that really pretty red orange. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've not used anything recently other than field notes and even the Doan has been a long time. I have a, a couple of barren figs that I've been using for like certain things that I haven't used a whole lot, but this, for some reason, those feel too small to me. Like, yeah. Oh, um, have you tried the Cavallini notebooks? They have, um, oh, they're yeah. sort of hokey. They have like a theme, like oddities or maps, but the paper in there is really nice. I feel like I have a pack somewhere. I need to go digging for it. Yeah, the binding doesn't feel substantial, but it's like beefy. Yeah. I've never gotten a page out of one of those. Yeah. They have a lot of pages, though. They might not be so pocket friendly. Yeah. I was also thinking, um, Toffer sent me back a while ago um, one of those Calipino notebooks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those things yeah. are pretty. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, I, started, I started using that uh, at school. I actually left it at school over the summer, so I don't have it. Those are nice. How many like milliseconds of use does it take for it to get dirty? Because it's that like really like, pristine <laughs> uh, white. Yeah. I've got it. Well, I have it in my my divide at school. So I'd, I, I haven't been carrying it around. I mm. just had it. I would just pull it out of the divide and write certain things for school stuff in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, if anybody has any suggestions for me, I still have a few more days on this. So I'll, uh, yeah, let me know. <laughs> um, the other thing I was going to talk about, um, I've actually been contacted by a couple different listeners coming in through the site. Um, and so I have actually going out tomorrow in the mail, some, some packages for you guys. Um, we had one guy, Blake wrote in and he, was at an office depot not that long ago, and he found uh, several box dozen boxes of seven. Excuse me, several boxed dozens of uh, made in the USA Ticonderogas. So sweet, I remember that. Yeah. I remember when that happened. Yeah. That when he posted. Yeah, that. yeah. It's um. I I can't. Do you guys remember when they stopped making them in the US? Was it was it in the late nineties? It was Got like uh oh six. Oh really? It's like late 06, early 07. Oh, something like that. it's that recent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so they must have it must have just been sitting on some shelves for a long time or somebody found it in a stock room and stuck it out, but uh he sent me uh, uh three dozen uh one for each of us. So I'm going to send those out. Awesome. I was so cool. I was thinking it be Blake. Yeah, I was thinking it'd be fun Thunder. to compare that to um I have some Ticonderogas from the 60s um that was made in the USA that were made here. Um, cool. just kind of comparing the two of them might be fun. And then comparing them to like what you can buy now from Ticonderoga. The um, lack of consistency. Yeah. Um, so we have that. Uh, we also had uh, John, who's a listener. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> we've been watching some Frasier because Frasier just came to Netflix. So I feel <laughs> like I'm just like, listener John says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, I- I'm listening. Um, yeah, John just uh, sent us a 
bunch of different pencils that he's been that he's just kind of come across in his travels lately. Um, and um, forgive the rattling around, but I'm going to just pull some out because um, I'm going to I'm sending you guys a, a few of each of these. There's some new ones in here which are really cool, um, like the uh, it's a, a brand called Milan. It's a triangular pencil. It's really nice. Um, and then there's some stuff like there's a really nice like musgrave. Um, it's a lacquered pencil, but it's natural wood. So it's there's a, definitely a lacquer over, but it looks beautiful. It has a, like this brown stripe in the ferrule. Um, I like that one a lot. Um, he's also awesome. sending um, some like old timey Mongols. Um, he has oh one, man, yeah. He has a a Mongol with um, that's untipped on either end. Eberhard Faber Mongol. Um, it's a two ninety three, which I think is different from their their other ones. Um, he also is sending some of the uh, like the just cool old school Mongols, so that that we're all used to and knowing. Um, like the Eberhard Faber ones. Yeah. The, yep. Yes. Yeah, he has two different kinds of uh, Eberhard Faber Mongols. He has one that's green and untipped, and then he has. Um, like your usual yellow um, one with the kind of the gold stripe on the black ferrule. So yeah, there's the, there's the green um, 293 Mongol, um, which is that untipped one. And then there's also the um, 484 Mongol school pencil, which is the one that I think that we're probably used to. That's awesome. So Thanks, yeah, John. we're getting some of those. Um, there's... There's an Eberhard Faber Microtomic in there, a B. That's really great. It has that. What? It has the same, um, you know, the same ferrule as the Blackwing, except silver. Super cool. It's like Christmas in the summer. I know. I I don't know what uh, prompted this, um, just like generosity, but it's awesome. So yeah, I'm gonna try to package it up really well and send it out to you guys. And there's some cup. There's a couple other goodies in there too that we'll have to post in the group after because they're really really neat. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, and then I guess my last my last fresh point is one that um, oh, I should put in here. I actually passed on this find, which I shouldn't have, but I don't need to take up any more space. Um, a friend of mine from back home in Indiana uh, found a uh, shop display case in an antique store, an old Venus pencil display case. And it was like 80 bucks, and it was super cool. It's super cool looking, and there's still some like pencils in it. Um, it's from, I don't know when I'm, I'm guessing the sixties or the seventies kind of based on the seafoam green, like kind of deco style. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, it's going to be really hard to get this out to California without breaking. And even if I can, I really don't have any place to put it. So (laughs) I passed on that, but it's really neat. If any of our listeners are around Indiana, go to, um, go to Roanoke, Roanoke, Indiana and get yourself get yourself this display case it's really neat I'll, road uh, trip yeah i'll i think mm-hmm. i'll i can't remember if i p- post it in the group but i think i will just so everybody can see it so so yeah that is my those are my fresh points how about you tim well i only have a couple that i was going to bring up that i've been using my first field notes workshop companion uh is it workshop companion i think that's what it is I always second guess myself. Um, and I love it. Are you guys using those yet? I haven't cracked them yet. Oh man. I opened mine so and nice. checked them out, but I haven't, um, I haven't used them, but yeah, that paper feels really nice and thick. It's very good. Like I've just been 
loving it. It's in my Cody Williams wallet. I've just been carrying it around with me everywhere. And the paper's, yeah, the paper's nice and thick, but it has a good texture to it. And it's, and I love that it's, I mean, it's dot grid, and then it has this, like, what I love is it has, it's the type of paper where you can see those little fibers in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the little, like, dark little squiggles of fiber, like, kind of all over it. And so it that's looks what, like homemade or something. That's what craft is, right? Is it? I, I don't so. know. That's good. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyways, I've just been using that, and I'm I'm using the automotive one. And I just think this is very simple fresh point but i should say that i think they're great yeah i think this is one of my favorite ones so far and i might try to figure out a way to order some uh-huh. so what kind of pencils are you using in it it's whatever i have well. i've used anything i mean i honestly don't have one that pops out in my mind that i really liked well actually the only one that pops out that i know i used and was really enjoying was the uh, the blackwing 725 so like the pearl would work really well in it Oh, but cool. I, I was really, afraid it would only like uh, hard pencils. No, I mean, I was Good. using a soft pencil and I was digging Sweet. it. Because it's also like, uh, yeah, just the color of the paper works really nice when you have those deep, dark lines. And I love it. So that's all I wanted to say. So, so nice. I have to ask, even though maybe this this may not be the place, the time or the place, um, is it fountain pen, oh. fountain pen friendly? I don't know. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't tried. So I've only been using pencil. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> I have been using, I have had two slow. fountain pens. I've been using my, uh, my Lamy 2000 and my Safari recently, like for certain, certain things, but I've never, I've just always have a pencil on me. And so I've been using that in my notebook, yeah. my, uh, companion. That's cool. So, but people say it is, I have, people have said that it's the best fountain pen one yet, which is surprising, like even better than, or some people have said they like it better than America the Beautiful for fountain pens, but we'll let them discuss that. Yeah. <laughs> no, On that other that. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys. Uh, the other point uh, was I was looking for, I, I've enjoyed my masterpiece like quite a bit. Like those things are pretty great. Um, but I was running out the door. I needed something that I was going to throw in my pocket. And so I picked up my Coom one hole long point sharpener mm-hmm. tossed in my sharp in my in my pocket I, I have one pencil in my pocket and headed out do some things and i had to sharpen it at some point and i was just reminded that i mean sometimes it feels like i'm gonna pull a damn muscle when i'm using that <laughs> thing because i have to push so hard like which i posted in the facebook group about it because it was just ridiculous like i have to push so hard and it's shaving off this like just tiny thin layer of wood i'm like this is gonna take me a month to sharpen a, like a new pencil you know and so i posted in the facebook group and les who is the i think official macgyver of our group she always has these like weird workarounds for stuff but she said here's what you need to do <laughs> take a flathead screwdriver take the you know like or use a, a phillips head take the blade off use a flathead screwdriver and just scrape it against the spot where the blade goes hmm. a few times to like scrape like basically a thin layer of whatever the you know like outer coating is on those and then put it back on and it'll work great and i was like wow hmm. let's give it a shot so i pulled out i did exactly what she said scraped it scraped it scraped it until like this like dust was coming off of it over the whole thing put the blade back on and now it is amazing it's like a totally awesome sharpener yeah so if any and i and i know brian and a couple other people in the 
in the group said that they had had a similar problem. So if you have the Coom single hole long point sharpener that you can get from pencils.com and lots of other places, obviously, but, and you feel you have that problem where you feel like you're just having a lot of trouble sharpening or it's a lot of work. Like I actually, I was using the USA gold natural and I actually felt like I was going to break it in half. Wow. When I was sharpening, like, cause I was pushing so hard. Like I felt it kind of give, I bet when I get down low, it's going to, start the lead's going to be cracked because I was pushing so hard. But now, I mean, I could just, it comes off so easily and puts a nice, awesome long point on it. So if you're having that problem, use a flathead screwdriver and then take the blade off and where that, that little groove is where the blade goes, just scrape the flathead across it. Uh, and I just did it for maybe like a minute just from different angles and just scraped and scraped and scraped and try to be as even as possible so that like certain parts aren't higher than other parts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then reattach it and you're good to go. It was amazing. It was so quick. And yeah. now that's like become one of my favorite pocket sharpeners because the, I still have this paranoia about the masterpiece since they're so rare that like, I don't want to like <laughs> carry it around and lose it. And also it's going to mug you for it. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, but it's also nice to not have to do the, like in a in a quick moment to not have to do like the two stage thing, yeah. Um, but that is still just the world's most kick ass sharpener of all time. Hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so the, there's a way to make the Coom Long Point. Uh, it's still make it still sub. What's the word? Um, not as good. No, I'm the guy who claims to be a writer, and I'm going to say not as good. Suboptimal. <laughs> What'd you say? Suboptimal. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna write that down. That's um, uh, that comes from the tech buzzword <laughs> world. So okay, so so if it's you make this little fix and it's still suboptimal compared to the the masterpiece, but it's a makes it into a much better, much better sharpener. So less. Thank you for your uh, MacGyver techniques. And she said in the group that it's because her dad's a a shop teacher, so yeah. she like learns all these crazy methods for things. But less is more, is what I say. Yeah, and she also <laughs> there was something she did recently where she removed the ferrule of a 725 and then uh, basically like buffed off the gold so that it was silver. Did yes, you see that? Yes, I did. That was amazing. Yeah. First of all, how do you take the ferrule off and then put it back on? Second of all, who thinks to do that? So <laughs> that was awesome. That so, is awesome. It reminds uh, me of back in the day, um, I think before there was a new Palomino. Um, Johnny, I think you may have gotten one of these too. Uh, Sean Malone sent out a... Um, a blue Palomino with a uh, black wing ferrule on the end of it. I have not seen one of those. Oh man, it's he just uh, it. yeah he just made like a hybrid one. It was really cool. I saw it on his on his page, and I I remember trying to do it, and that was actually early on. Remember when I had that MMX that I had snapped the ferrule off of, and like yeah. was using backwards or whatever. Yeah, that was me trying to do that unsuccessfully. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't. I had no idea how he did it, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some people are much handier and are better at hacking their pencil than I am. I'm just like, mm. oh, I don't want to break it. <laughs> I'd probably lose a finger or something. Yeah. <laughs> Circular saw. <laughs> no good. Cool. Yeah, so that's all I got. So, Johnny, what about you? Awesome. I am also short on the fresh points tonight. So, um, I was in Boston last week, although I spent most of my time in Cambridge. So, if you've been to Boston or gone to school there, um, or have heard folks in the Facebook group brag. There's a store called Bob Slate that's near Harvard. That's stationary heaven. So when you go there, you see all these cool things that you've only seen on the internet, like um, different 
notebooks from the Palomino brand and uh, Blackwing, and you get to see them in person. It's like, yay! And they have singles of um, like neon Wopexes, all the different grades of Ticonderogas by the dozen or by the singles. It's a really, 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 really cool store, and they have their own brand of notebooks. Um, so if you're ever thinking, like, oh, I kind of want to go to Boston, you should go to Boston just for that because it's pretty cool. For do 50 they, bucks, you can get a lot of fun stuff there. Is right. there? Do they have a web store? They have a website, but not a web store. That website but, is the worst. Yeah. If you call them on the phone and they're not busy, they'll pull things from the shelf and send them to you just for cost, which is pretty awesome. Sometimes if I run out of a notebook, they'll you know order a dozen from there. And they'll you know, send me for the price plus whatever it costs to ship it. They're pretty awesome. Did, so you, they have, did you put Bob Slade uh, in the cartographite? Yes, I did. That was that's my contribution. Cool. And there's there's a shop in Baltimore I put on there, but um, yeah, as I mentioned, I kind of bought all of their yellow Stadler pencils, and I think I forgot to send you guys the fat one. So I don't know where I put them. If I did, let me know, and I'll send you guys some because they're really nice. Thanks again, Les, for getting me hooked on these yellow pencils. Um, also, last week we were talking earlier. I I carried my bullet pencil around Boston and stuff last week, so. Being in my pocket, the eraser is rounded off on the end. It looks really awesome. It looks like I actually used the thing. But um, I took all these cameos, like at Walden Pond and places like that, but I kept them off social media because I realized how dorky it is and fanboyish. Like, hey, look, it's a pile of pine needles in my bullet pencil. Check it out. <laughs> so, do you have like 100 pictures on your phone of like <laughs> just like photo shoots of your pencil? Well, like, I, I would have done I the put, same thing. I, yeah, the couple that I put on there, I probably had five or ten versions of each one. Like, I gotta get this right. But so I was, you know, busy chasing my children away from the water. <laughs> Don't yeah, so that was distracted. Horrible. Like, yeah, my kids drowned in Walden Pond. So that was yeah. yeah. I took Charlotte there when she was one, and the first thing she did was literally go run up into the pond. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so my, uh, Henry is a very crazy child. I was afraid he would die. Or get eaten by a turtle. Henry <laughs> always like has turtles. this look on his face like he's up to something. He is always. It's up to amazing. Something. <laughs> that's that's, he that's is. what uh, Katie said to me. She was like, "Henry always looks like he's like plotting something." I was like, "I think that maybe he is <laughs> yeah. always plotting something." He's sick today, so he came up to me in the kitchen. He's like, "Daddy, so what?" He said, "I want some M and M's." All right, <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel good, so he mm. ate two bags of M and M's and a baby bell cheese and a Perrier, and that was his dinner. Oh. <laughs> He's going to be Poor sick kid. a lot more often now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Daddy, I think I have a plague. I learned about it. <laughs> Daddy, I'm missing a tooth. Sorry, bud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so also, we, I think we mentioned this. I'm moving. So I'm lucky enough to get a lot of postcards and stuff like that from folks, but my address is going to change soon. So I don't know what to do about that. I should get a P.O. box. I'm semi-nomadic. I move a lot. <laughs> but, you know. It's not cool to complain that you get a lot of fun mail. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's all I have. So we can get on to our awesome topic, which is our pocket notebooks and what we do with them and what we put in them. Because, you know, there's a lot of talk online about collecting all of the versions, which is cool, I guess. I mean, I like to get them if they're neat and then to use them myself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... Do you guys want to do, I don't know, topic by topic, person by person? Just throw it out there. Yeah. Bedlam. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can we can start just by like each of us go down the line and say like, you know, how we use our 
pocket yeah. notebooks. Um, are, are we sticking? Are we sticking to pocket notebooks? I think probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like what our systems are and how we use it, and then we can kind of go back and and explore that. Yeah. Once yeah. we go through, we can just kind of all start flipping through and just like throw out stuff like, oh, this is something that I'm using in this one. Just like, because <laughs> I'll I've got a full a few kind of like plucked that I'm like. I have some sort of funny, funny stuff in them that I was like not expecting to see. That it was just kind of entertaining. I have like I have one in front of me from like notes from old podcast episodes and stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll get it started. I mean, I pocket notebooks for me are like I, I see pictures of some people's pocket notebooks, and they're always like very organized, or some some are like very organized and. You know, they they write in between the lines. And they keep it organized. Mine are just like just total chaos. <laughs> uh, yeah, mine are apocalyptic. Like it's just like stuff is written like all <laughs> over the place. And like sometimes I turn them sideways and write the other direction. And sometimes I like just don't pay attention to the lines at all. And then sometimes like I've written things, but then when I'm waiting in line somewhere with Henry and he's getting antsy, I'll like hand him my notebook and give him my pen and he'll just like scribble over top of stuff that I've written in there. And so there's like Henry scribbles in pencil on top of it. <laughs> but general use, I mean, like most people, I use it for lists. That's like the one practical thing I do with it. Uh, and then I use it as just a overall kind of brain dump. Like anytime I'm just something pops into my head, whether it's a story idea, whether it's a just kind of like funny observation, whether I'm bored and I want to doodle something, it's everything. I have no limits to what's going to go in there. Like a recipe, whatever. Um, because I kind of fully subscribe to the idea that um, the the I'm not writing it down to remember it later. I'm writing it down to remember it now. Like I, yeah. I actually rarely look back at my notebooks, which I want to get better at. But I use them very much in the present. Like I'm putting stuff in them to like get me through the day. I end up relying on them to just kind of keep keep myself engaged, I guess. Yeah. You know, and so sometimes I, I don't look back often enough. And tonight's going to be an example because I found some things in there that I'm like, oh my gosh, why well, I, I, I forgot that? That's a great story idea. I need to do that. But I just wrote it in a notebook and then probably finished it and had to run out the door and grabbed a new one and then just have forgotten about it. So uh, I use it for a little bit of everything, but mostly it's it ends up being. Uh, writing ideas and then kind of listy stuff about home uh, for the most part. What about you, Andy? Um, I really do very much the same thing. Um, I, I mostly write lists with it. Um, I, it's weird because I also put a lot, I do a lot of lists on the computer um, online. I have a, I use a program called things, uh, which is a to-do list app for Mac and for iPhone. Um, so generally if it has to do with the work, I'm probably, probably do it on like on the computer. Um, but if it's something for home, if it's a grocery list, if it's like just a brainstorm or just a list like that, I, I will, um, sometimes like what I, what I need at Ikea or, uh, dimensions. Apparently a lot of it has to do with Ikea. A lot of it, uh, dimensions of, you know, something I need to do. Um, so there's a lot of stuff in the list format. Um, the only time I would really break that out to, um, you know, to a separate notebook is when I started doing some journaling longhand. Um, I still do a lot of stuff, like a lot of journaling on day one on my computer. But uh, if I just am trying to do like essentially like a morning page, 
um, something something smaller, I'll do that in a um, actually in like a shelter wood or a, an America the Beautiful, something lined rather than graft or dot gridded. Um, yeah, I so I have lots of notebooks that just have um, just random stuff in there. If there's something important that I know I want to reference later. Um, I started leaving the first page, the first page blank, um, and then I generally will, you know, write down in the um, pertinent coordinates area of specifically the field notes, but in other ones, I'll write down like important things in there. But also sometimes I have a table of contents in there too. So um, that's a good good idea. Yeah, I was yeah. actually that was one thing I was going to ask about was the inside cover because I never know what to do with that section, the yeah. pertinent coordinates. That's a really good idea. Like. Make it like a keyword. Yeah, if it's log, if it's something like you know, generally, if it's something where there's a, a bunch of lists and like episode planning or something like that, um, I wouldn't put that there. But at one point, I had um, when I was interviewing at Facebook, I I had a whole bunch of just like notes of and prep work that I had in there. Um, so I you know kind of put that in the pertinent coordinates, or um, if I took notes at a particular conference, or if I was thinking about something that I know I'm, I want to go back to later, I'll put it in there. Um, I don't go so far as to um, number my pages and say, hey, this was on page 32 through 46 or something. But I I generally like when I finish a notebook, I kind of page back through and take a note of where of something, things that I want to save. Um, but yeah, I, I think that mostly mostly nowadays, the most consistent thing that is in there is uh, episode planning notes for erasable and dot grid. Um, we, we should talk about probably like when we kind of custom lay something out later um, oh, yeah, yeah. on our pages. But uh, generally it's going to be a pencil test for my blo- for the blog or um, notes for our episodes. Our, and and then everything else is just kind of just, just willy nilly. Um, you know, there are days at a time when I don't use my notebook at all. It just sits in my back pocket and there are, then I'll just have days where I just use it every day. Um, but generally it takes me, like this is, let's see when I started this. I started this at the end of March, um, this notebook, and I'm almost done. So that's lasted me three months. Yeah. Oh, well. How about you, Johnny? Um, mine's probably pretty similar to you guys. It's largely a brain dump type thing. But um, I think I've, I've read some some um, research lately that because of the the ease of looking things up on your smartphone that people don't have a memory anymore. Mm. And I've sort of done that with my notebooks that I sometimes can't think uh, without pencil and paper in my hand and certainly can't remember anything. I do chalk a lot of that up to sleep deprivation. But um, (laughs) yeah, and a lot of mine lately has become, like you said, Ikea-less because, you know, the most fun thing about moving is Ikea. Um, And... um, put this sort of like therapeutic stuff like i have limericks in there but people i don't like which most of them are my neighbor (laughs) i have limericks i have one with limericks in it that i was just writing one night (laughs) yeah we actually have uh i don't know about your neighbor but (laughs) i have have one that's just full of epic poems is that kind of like about trips to the grocery store (laughs) we have a cartoon character that charlotte and i have created called i don't bother nobody about my neighbor who says i don't bother nobody just gonna sit in my house and play drums. I'm like, right there, that's what's wrong with you, dude. Drums. <laughs> but, uh, so, we have this, this is a song. There's actually like music to it and verses and stuff like that. So, lately, each week when I have a new notebook, there'll be a new verse in there that we thought of. 
Although I can't tell her who it is, and she's five, so she hasn't figured it out. Because she'll tell him, hey, Mr. Blaine, we got songs about you. We hate your guts. <laughs> but uh, I'm minus full lately of a lot of um, General's 9XXB drawings because it doesn't smear for how dark it is. So I've drawn my neighbors a rat, a worm, a slug, sort of the uh, shepherd fairy obey thing. It's called I Don't Bother Nobody with big glasses. Funny. <laughs> I would know what a mean person Johnny Gamber is. No. But, uh, yeah, I think mine's similar to you guys, except that I've sort of, I don't know, crippling my brain in that I, I've grown to need these things in a way that I'm not really comfortable with. Yeah. But well, I have it, a lot of them, so it's fun to use them. I mean, even if I'm going somewhere where I know I won't need, won't need a notebook, it doesn't feel right if it's not in my back right pocket. Yeah, if I if I misplace it, if I'm cooking or something, because you know you get ideas when you're cooking something that you can't put down, and uh, it's not in the kitchen, I kind of flip out. Yeah. Plus, I'm I'm really paranoid, especially because there are cartoons about people that are recognizable. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I actually find it coordinates with uh, my address and email address and promise of a reward and uh, your own pack of few notes, <laughs> which I hope I never make good on, but I totally would. Yeah. That's a that's a really good idea because if even if it's not worth like twenty bucks, like we'll just say I'll give you a three pack, brand new three pack of field notes. That's a that's a really good idea. Man, I'll give you some of my rare ones if you return my notebook. Now someone's gonna steal my notebook and ransom it for a raven's wing. <laughs> well, hopefully, if somebody steals it, they they won't know what they got, and you can just just be like, <laughs> oh yeah, I was using this butcher blue. I'll give you these really nice brown ones. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a butcher blue. <laughs> That would be sweet. <laughs> I do have one or two uh, unused Raven wings, but somewhere. But um, uh, you guys have more than one going at a time. No, I just have a kind of journaling one, um, more long form, and I keep that in my Cody Williams cover. Um, so I have I have one of those that's now separate, and then I have my just kind of everyday one. Um, I used to just do them in the same one. Um, I had a word notebook um last summer um June through July um where I did journaling and notes kind of within the same notebook but I I don't know about that. Yeah. I should go back to that because it is just nice to just have that one all the time but it's kind of a pain in the butt to go back and find stuff. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. But it is fun to run through them like Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the month where I definitely uh, used it up the fastest. I I used it all within just a little over a month, and it's definitely in the best shape because I've some I've often just worn a notebook out before I've actually finished it. Yeah, and I, this is sort of an aside. Have you guys noticed your center pages falling out of the uh, two rivers? Yes. Okay, so it's not just yep. me. I had that happen in two of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. Something about the is it those the, the brass staples or the yeah maybe maybe the brass staples corroded the paper I, and I I, th- <laughs> I think that maybe those those staples aren't like long enough or maybe they were just like clinched badly. Um, somebody was talking about that in field notes. I don't remember who. They almost look. Well, they definitely they look long enough to me. I'm looking at this one right now. They touch each other. Hmm. Um, but I yeah maybe it is just the or maybe they're a little sharp or something. I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm actually holding the the middle middle section in my right hand and my notebook in the left hand of, <laughs> of one of my, my two rivers. So do you, um, do you guys do any sort of like 
custom laying out of pages for different scenarios? Not even a little just, bit. Just <laughs> totally on fly. I mean, like if I have to do a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally imp- improvised, not nothing like premeditated, but if I need a T chart for something, I'll do that. Or if I need to split the page in half and do one thing on the top and one on the bottom or side by side, like I'll do that. But yeah, but not like in any sort of organized way, like yeah. to organize my day or something like that. The only, the only one I do is, um, for episode planning for podcasts. Um, I will have like a header where I'll put like the episode number and then which podcast and then maybe the topic. And then for us, you know, who's the host. Um, and then underneath that, I'll sort of divide the page in half. And on, on the right side, I'll put like, um, for erasable, I'll put like, um, uh, fresh points on one side. And then on the other side, I'll just take notes for the main topic. And, and I usually have like who the host is and if I'm hosting, um, and then any room on the bottom, which usually there's room, I'll put timestamps for, you know, if we screw up and need to, which, which never happens. We never do this. Um, if, <laughs> if we screw up, I, I put a timestamp so we can, um, you know, I can edit it out, but yeah. So that's the only thing I do. Uh, the only reason I, I mentioned it is because we had somebody in the group post something really, really fascinating. Um, and it's somebody I don't think I've necessarily heard from before. Um, Martin Delmar is his name. And he owns a bar. Did you guys see this? No. Um, he, he posted this in the thread where I just basically asked this question. Uh, and we can talk about more of them later, but this was a really good point for kind of custom laying out. Uh, Martin says, I own and operate a tavern. My beer orders are done twice a week. Every order, I lay out a page to take to the walk-in to do inventory. So he showed what this, what this le- blank oh. layout looks like. He, put, he has like a date at the top, um, he has something that says Sesh and Root and Duvel, which I'm not quite sure what that means, but I think it's beer talk. Uh, and then he just has two columns. He has one that says MT and one that says LT. And then he describes it. He goes, the LT means light, I'm running light. And the MT means I'm completely empty. So and then the next comment he goes, then I take stock of what I have, what I need, add any notes, and then start filling out the stuff on the left order. So I'm looking at this page and it says... Um, has a four under where it says sesh, which I'm assuming are session beers. It says one under root, which I would guess would be root beer. Um, and then one under uh, duvel, D-U-V-E-L, which is maybe like a double. I'm not quite sure. Um, but then he, under MT, he has Nomad and Ziggy, which I'm assuming are beers uh, that he's running uh, that are completely out. And then under LT, it says Pine Drops, Golden Drock, Tsunami, Lightner, etc., um, which I'm guessing are things that he's running low on. So... Um, well, and he just showed a bunch of his notes from ordering, which I I love this. This is a amazing way to use your field notes. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think that a field note should send him a pack of um, drink local just to celebrate yeah. this. <laughs> real, man. That's yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. That's a that's a great work, uh, great use for those. Yeah. And just a great like system. Like it just obviously has something that really yeah works and it, for him. And that's the perfect use case for these things. Like, you know, you're going into your, you know, in, into your just walk-in refrigerator with where all the kegs are, and you just need to, you know, whip something out so you can just quickly take stock, take note of what you're running out of and what you have run out of. Um, you don't need like an iPad for that. You don't necessarily need a phone. Yeah, this is just really lightweight and nice. Andy, I think you're our undercover organized guy here. I. <sighs> I really want to be, and I think this is 
this is kind of the the thing I'm always sort of like lamenting on dot grid because we we try to talk about like productivity a lot. Um, I try really hard to be organized and you know and and to be consistent about things. And I guess part of my job is I try to like organize data and information and content. So like I in my last job I used to like build custom layouts for um for websites with with certain specialties and I try really hard to like structure data and content that happens somewhere and this is kind of like the analog expression of that. So I just like I just love seeing how people adapt that. That's why I like remember those beer notes, those rubber stamps that people made? Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's why I love that thing so much. Just because you can take something cool like a pocket notebook and you can like, you can just essentially just turn it into a beer journal. Um, I've never actually have, but yeah, it, it's funny. My um, my wife actually, I gave her. She's really into. Uh, she loves the color purple, and I gave her the um, the purple unexposed field notes, and she uses that as her cocktail journal. Because um, we go to we go to a place and have a cocktail, and she doesn't remember if she's had something before. And I was like, "You should have a cocktail journal." So now she'll like write down where we are and the name of the journal, and the name of the cocktail, and maybe some of the stuff in it and what she thought of it. So next time we go there, she can like flip open to that page. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of flipping through some of my old notebooks right now yeah i have a few on for this one's a dome notebook and <laughs> this is just kind of like a funny kind of reminiscing kind of moment but uh i guess i was hosting episode four. Oh yeah uh, in this in this one it says i wrote episode four and then underneath it says hello my name is tim wassum hi tim i am a pencil i am a pencil snob <laughs> <laughs> like so it was like when i was coming up with the idea to do that like aa thing yeah like that episode. He's <laughs> <laughs> just talking to himself. And then it says, I have an insatiable taste for high-end pencils. <laughs> uh, most, uh, most expensive pencil I use, though, is less than the price of one gallon of gas or something. I think that's what it says. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like a funny, like early, like minor epiphany moment. Yeah. And then the next page says, Ingalls Grocery Store, Exchange Sausage. Beer exclamation point. <laughs> beer. Ex- boo sausage. Yay, beer. <laughs> oh, I love those red stripe commercials. Yeah. <laughs> boo, creepy foot doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I for years after that I would I would just quote <laughs> quote those commercials. Yeah. So I um actually have um so I posted in, in our in our planning page um just a really funny look back of something I use field notes for. And first I'll mention that this was uh, done and written in 2011 uh, in a balsam fir. So this, this notebook is a balsam fir, which I should have kept pristine and just sold them for eight, like $80 each. Uh, that's, that's my bad. But <laughs> um, I, I went to our local public radio station, had a, had a wine dinner. So we had like courses paired with a wine and the people who were in charge of, pouring the wine um we're not typically like wine people they they gave us all a six ounce pour of each wine uh rather than the usual two ounce when you're doing a tasting so we essentially had one two three four five six full glasses of wine (laughs) uh with our dinner and everybody got like way drunker than we should have um 
And I, I decided that as a, I was like, oh, I'm going to use this field notes. I'm going to take notes of like what we ate and what wine was paired with it <laughs> and how good it was. So if, if you look at this, uh, this notebook and I'll, I'll post a picture of this in the, in the, in the show notes, um, my handwriting gets progressively worse and worse. <laughs> and my um my descriptions of everything gets progressively worse like at the beginning i'm saying about how something is citrusy and tastes like apricots and is dry and light <laughs> and it's from argentina and by the last one i'm just like um <laughs> i i put hella sweet <laughs> <laughs> thick and strong <laughs> you can just imagine like you like like laughing just like that like while you're yeah. writing it you're like thick and strong it's hella sweet um, and then uh, there's also it actually looks like blood stains, but I believe they are wine stains of like <laughs> dripping wine onto my books. So probably every, spitting it. Yeah, everybody was just unexpectedly like just, and and there were people at other tables who were like like somebody what I think was just actually literally dancing on the table. Um, and yeah, people it it got a little out of hand. They were all public radio people, so everything was still pretty sedate. Um, but. But still, <laughs> and this mm-hmm. this was my incarnation of that. Just like badly, badly documented wine notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about I you, Johnny? A, Do you have? I'm oh, sorry. Go on, Tim. Uh, I well, I have a very old one in front of me that's like pre-erasable. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so this is like a pretty like for me because I wasn't using them. Or I guess I mean I was using them like a year before that. But uh, this one where I have an idea for a blog like before I writing arsenal or erasable or anything like that. And I was like trying to come up with <laughs> ideas for blogs. Um, and I had <laughs> this like ridiculous idea that is basically like I would like outside of work live by some like super strict set of like old timey rules, uh-huh. like or like social cues and things like that. And then I would write about it <laughs> or social, social standards and write about it. Uh, let's see. Um, and then, Oh, well, that's actually, this is interesting right here under ideas. It says pencil and paper blog. <laughs> Question mark. There we go. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Part of that blog is I would only use cell phone for work. Everything else had to be by paper and like, <laughs> listen to records which i don't have any it's like such a ridiculous concept but and i also had a, just an observation on the next page about uh rental houses on vacations and it just says everything looks great until you pass the threshold then everything is uncomfort uncomfortable <laughs> that's all it says and then there's just a line it goes on <laughs> something and I, and I can see from the previous page that i was in gatlinburg when i wrote that it's so. mm. funny <laughs> Yeah, they, they. I mean, they're, you know, they really are to remember something now, um, but it is it is fun to go back later and look through something and see, you know, see how how you used it or what you used it for. So like out of context too is like super funny. Yeah. Yeah. If you read mine, you think I'm a really mean person. There are all these <laughs> observations about like, wow, why does she have two teeth? Stuff like that. <laughs> I yeah. live in a neighborhood that's famous for mental health. <laughs> And the old just, joke, how do you know that toothpaste was invented in Baltimore? Anyone else would call it toothpaste. <laughs> toothpaste. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> Not funny. I, I, I have about three pages of notes in here that I took while I was waiting for a cup of coffee. And um, I'll name it Artifact Coffee in Baltimore, which sucks. If you want to stalk, stalk Johnny. Yeah. 
There, I never go there. You'll never find yeah. me there. Um, <laughs> so you know, there are, there are hipster coffee houses where it's worth it because it's good, and there's one where you're like, "Why is my pour over taking 15 minutes?" And uh, you just you know you look at everybody and realize they all look the same, tight pants. And there's a note in here that the music makes me want to shoot somebody. And uh, oh, it's a destination because it takes you all day to get a goddamn cup of coffee. <laughs> so you should probably bleep that out. <laughs> so if your job is getting a cup of coffee, then this is the place for you. Yeah, you take your Mac there and look like everybody that's, else. That's all you have to do. Oh, and there's a note that I had the smallest glasses there by two pounds, <laughs> which is true of most places I go. Yeah. Here's here's an observation of a student in my school. And I actually wrote blank. I didn't even put his name, but it says every morning blank walked into school looking like a wet dog <laughs> as if he'd walked straight out of the shower and got, <laughs> and got dressed without drying off his hair plastered to his forehead, wet clumps. I obviously wrote that like in the morning, like at school when this person was walking into my classroom. Like, it looked like they just like walked straight out of the shower, like not dried off, put clothes on and then like walked to school. So, <laughs> I went to college with a guy like that. He didn't shower. He just, uh, had a robe and he'd walk around dripping and then throw clothes on and go to work and he smelled moldy all day. I was saying, missed, missed the point of the robe. It's like, it's like a towel you can wear. <laughs> yeah, but you got to wash it sometimes. <laughs> you guys, yeah, do you guys watch uh, New Girl? You ever watch that show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, well, there's an episode where Nick, the kind of like, like, I don't know what you call him. He's like the Chicago guy. He's kind of like a, uh, really outgoing sort of comes off as dumb, but he like wants to be a novelist and like wants to write about zombies and stuff. Uh, but he like, there's this part where his roommate realizes that they like swapped towels and he used his friend's t- Nick's towel. And, and he goes, he tries it and it like smells bad or something. He goes, Nick, how, how <laughs> have you washed this towel? And he goes, yeah, good one. Wash a towel. It's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm going to wash something. I'm only using it on myself when I'm clean. That doesn't make any sense. Are you going to wash my bar of soap, too? <laughs> I love that sort of like ignorant humor. But I'm 12. Is that uh, why you stick around with us? Yeah, because I'm yeah. 12. We, we have, Johnny and I have all the, all the ignorant humor. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, sorry, go on. Okay. I've had a diagram of uh, how to get a TV antenna to pick up PBS when I used to live in this really old apartment building. <laughs> it was like, it's really thick brick. It was really complicated. But um, when I finally wrote it down, I got to watch Dinosaur Train every day. I love Dinosaur, dinosaur, dinosaur Train. train. That dinosaur is the greatest train. show ever. We should try to get Dr. Scott on the podcast. Here's, here's the embarrassing thing. Both of you have kids. <laughs> and and like, I do not. <laughs> oh, Dinosaur Train is for everybody. I love Dinosaur Train and I love Dog with a Blog. There's and there's one. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Dog with a Blog and Girl Meets World. Those are my three. You got to check out uh, Peg Plus Cat. That's a really good show. <laughs> there's a episode of Dinosaur Train where they're like having like a dad's day out with the kids and they're on the beach and they're uh, playing these like stupid games or whatever. But then. All of a sudden, they, they break for lunch, and it, like, sort of the black screen, and it comes back, and the herbivores are eating, like, these, like, trees, mm-hmm. and the T-Rexes are just, like, hovering over this, like, heap of meat. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they call like, it carrion. And, like, as, an, yeah, as, a, as a, an adult, you just imagine that black screen passing over is, like, when the, like, carnivores are slaughtering <laughs> some animals. <laughs> <laughs> 
But don't worry, we won't won't eat you guys. We won't eat you guys. We're going to go find some food. That's that's (laughs) the part of uh, Dinosaur Train they don't show on PBS. Yeah, Yeah. right. Slaughter. Hanging out together. Yeah, yeah. Why aren't they eating each other? The raptors (laughs) are very sweet. (laughs) Hey, guys, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) They need to make that into an R-rated movie. (laughs) With the same animation. (laughs) It's like snakes on a plane, dinosaurs on a train. I always uh, back to field notes. I mean, I always like one thing that I tend to use field notes for is when I come across something that's like really profound to me or like really meaningful that I I don't want to lose. And I don't always end up looking back at it, but I think there's something there's something there in just writing it down that uh, makes it kind of part of your fabric a little bit. Uh, But like this, just like I. I just opened a random page in an old shelter wood to a page that says um, David Foster Wallace on what books can do. And I wrote uh, the big thing. And I think this is a quote. The big thing seems to be leaping over that wall of self and portraying the inner experience and setting up, I think a kind of intimate conversation between two consciousnesses. So I'm like something I just like hit at some point that I heard in an interview or something, and I'll I'll do that a lot. Like things people say that you know, like when you hear something and you're like, having heard that makes me feel like a better person. Yeah. Like for having like for knowing that I'm better as a person and those sorts of things I tend to to jot down. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I do a lot of that too. And, and even if you don't, if you were somebody who didn't like save your notebooks after you use them, it's it's still like the very idea, like the very process of marking them down, helps you remember it better. So, yeah, I I'm with you there. Yeah, there's something yeah. about that pen to paper, pencil to paper. You know, it just you kind of absorb it in a semi semi conscious way or something. Yeah, yeah, I found that in America the beautiful. Amber waves on which on on the back I wrote a line from um, La Vie Graphite or I don't know how do you pronounce that in French um, from 2013 an essay called Summertime Dreams which says which wish for goodness and do so with irrational generosity which was like the perfect mantra for me that spring <laughs> was good so I do another plug for that blog which is one of my favorite blogs ever hmm. that's really cool put that in the show notes yeah. It's a very, I mean, it's not very stationary centric. It's just very good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll um, quickly read through some of the um, things that people talked about in the group. I think um, I mentioned Martin's uh, kind of tavern ordering that was just really stuck out at me. That was really cool. Uh, I'm looking for here it is. Yeah, we had man, we had a bunch of people respond, which is pretty cool. So. Um, Logan Lay from the group, he, he uses his definitely for a little bit of everything. Uh, sketches, design ideas, set lists for bands that still need members, um, ideas for photo shoots, notes for future blog posts, criteria for evaluating nachos, which is very important, <laughs> vacation packing list, mm-hmm. crossed out and ripped out pages of past blog posts, video project idea notes, etc. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of to-do lists, grocery lists, directions, um, hours of operation, uh, call numbers, phone numbers, uh, barebone outlines, technical info, stuff like that. Uh, Niha had that. Um, let's see. 
Dr. Hans uh, weighed in. Uh, he, he uses it as a catch-all. He's a big list maker. Uh, he goes, making lists makes me happy, so lists make up the bulk of the entries. If I write down an idea to something to make or take notes of an interesting word or quote, that gets moved into a separate larger notebook, which makes sense. Um, let's see. That's something I do a lousy job at is yeah. uh, things that are, like, for me, it's story ideas. Yeah. When I need to get in the habit of if I write down a good story idea, like with this field notes in my wallet or something, when I get home, I need to have a place to transfer them to because I'm just so bad at keeping track of field notes. And I just really don't want them to be, I don't want to be one of those people that scans every page of their field notes. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to be one of those people, people do who, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that I don't want to time consuming. It is, I mean, it is, but some people just like doing it. I just don't like, I would not like doing that. And I don't want to be a person who like, catalogs them and has to go through all that. Like I want it to be, it's the most gratifying to me when it's something that can just catch everything from to do lists to story ideas, to quotes that I like, to coffee stains, to whatever, you know, just let it catch everything. (laughs) And I don't know about you, Tim, but I, I feel a lot of like personal pressure to do that. I'm like, Oh, I really need to like track this and tag this and get this. So, the fact that I, yeah, the thing the it, it's freeing when you just like stop deciding you're going to do that and you you're you kind of allow yourself to make a page more messy. So, so earlier that that's kind of in reaction to that that sort of like yearning to be organized side is just like yeah, I'm just going to do just going to freeform this. I'm going to scribble on this page. Can't get any meta tags out of this. Yeah, yeah. Somebody um, uh, Samuel um, Popa Callan in the group. Um, he uses his in a really interesting way. He likes to keep tabs on what the characters are doing in the books he reads. Um, so he showed That's a she, he showed a spread from one of his field notes. Um, it looks like the Ambition memo book uh, from William Gibson's The Peripheral, and he just has this sort of like org chart ish thing of characters and how they're connected and where they're from, um, and you know what they do in big plot points. And it, it's super cool. It, it's it's messy and it's hard to follow if you're if you haven't read it but it's just a really good way to just kind of keep something straight as you're doing it so i think to remember it now is what what he did with it so um that's super super cool it's almost like a sketch note almost he um mm. he, i suck so bad at that i'm oh god i'm so bad we had um, <laughs> uh will on uh, dot grid uh, interviewed mike Rody, the sketch notes guy mm-hmm. and yeah he was super fascinating to talk to but um so Wendy in the group likes to people watch in her notebook, so she'll she'll sketch people. Um, she also has notes from um, road trips. Um, she had one a drink. It's actually kind of like kind of like Katie, my wife. She she put a um, she drew a cocktail in here, and she put the Esquire. She goes, bourbon sours are delicious as pho, <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and then put a picture of a bourbon sour with a price tag that says ten dollars on it. That's pretty good. <laughs> so that's yeah. So yeah, there's um so many different ways that people use um use these things. And mm-hmm. it's some people are just like innately more organized than I am. And and that's okay. Mm-hmm. In the words of Stuart Smalley. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're pretty organized. I I don't I'm know. I'm more organized than I am. Maybe just compared to us, Johnny. Just, yeah. <laughs> just compared to you. We're no. so bad. <laughs> Reading all that Hemingway, it rots yeah. your brain. Well, my, my desk problem- is like a total disaster. <laughs> well, my but- thing is, it's it's sort of like when um, 
you know the old George George Burns joke about how he's like, oh yes, quitting smoking's easy. I've you know I I do it like five times a year. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like that. Like I I'm always like trying out some organizational system, and the thing is, I never stick to one, which is like the point. So that's yeah. my particular problem. When I was flipping through my field notes, I actually noticed several, probably four or five of the thirty that I flipped through. Yeah that I had tried to start doing bullet journaling again. Mm-hmm. I would try that over and over and over and over and over. So it just didn't stick. But yeah, it's just to each his own. There's You can do anything you want with it. Yeah. So You know, the only time one I, of the actually, beauties of it. I actually stuck to a to-do list format was when I was using my Word notebook. And you know, they their grids, they have that, um, in the, the left margin, they have the, the circles with the smaller circle in the middle. And for mm-hmm. some reason, I stuck to their use guide with that. Their use guide with that. I don't know why, um, but when it was already there, I was I was all about it. Yeah, that's one I don't. Not a big fan of the ones that have such specific formats because it makes it harder for me to get out of it. You yeah, know? yeah, and usually, yeah, I'm not I'm not huge into that. But for some reason, there that month or whatever was was really handy. I would uh, I would be interested to know. Um, and gosh, maybe this is a topic for a different show, but what if you were to have a little bit of like a custom layout or a structure to your notebooks, would you do anything different than what you have access to now? Mm. Like, like paper layout even? Yeah, paper layout. Like if you're really into that reticle grid or whatever that Field Notes does, or if you're really into dot grid or if you're really into like like some something like the like a hybrid of line and graph like Skull and crossbone grid. Yeah, skull and crossbone <laughs> grid. <laughs> Isometric grids. Yeah. Well, no, you, you know, you have some like, I'll go back to the word notebook. You know, it has those those things in the corner, but it also has uh, lines with some, like with a little bit of of like vertical lines too. So you could, you could use it as a grid. It's just like mainly lined. Is there anything that you, like this, any ideal setup that you guys haven't seen that you would like to see? This, this is like total novelty. Uh-huh. But... Um, I think it would look awesome to have a triangle grid. Hmm. Like, I just think it would look crazy. Yeah, I would like, cause I, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be really easy to ignore, but you know, like we're like the upside down triangles and right side up triangles that are just all connected. So you yeah. just have this triangular grid pattern. It'd be really easy to ignore. I just think it would be interesting to look at, but <laughs> they have, I feel like they have stuff out there. Um, maybe just as a novelty and, and I've seen isometric grids too, where it's almost like a, um, it's almost like a hexagon or something like that too. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, those are, those are pretty cool. I haven't quite figured out like how to use them cause I don't really like sketch. I mostly just write. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't quite figured out how to use something like that, but it's, it's super cool to see and think about. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for the, uh, landscape lining. If that makes any sense. The lining going perpendicular the way it goes. So you're writing yeah. sort of sideways. That would be uh, pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. A lot yeah. of times, I, if, if I write down a long quotation, I'll do it that way because mm-hmm. I like the way it looks. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, I think I would be really into that. Hmm. Yeah, we should do a like a Grail episode. Oh, you're tight in that. Oh, oh no. yeah. We do a Grail notebook episode. Maybe you know <clears throat> the right person will hear it. <laughs> we can make the right W R I T E person will hear it. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I made that note. <laughs> mm, oh, that's a good idea. We can talk about that later. Yeah, I uh like hint hint. <laughs> the one thing which is like super boring, but as far as format, I, I don't want any sort of like 
organization format, but um, something like just to be able to control the the width of the the lined. Like if I had a lined notebook, to have lined notebooks that are just a little bit bigger than what you. Oh yeah. Uh, we need to be like that judge who invented legal pads who used to line his own. <laughs> yeah. We'll pick a better color for the paper than yellow. Mm. Like a, and a warm blue. However you do that. <laughs> <laughs> or warm gray. Warm gray would be cool. Yeah. It's cool. All, all right. right. It's Excellent. been fun. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. this. And yeah. I, I feel like I could have done this all night just flipping through. Yeah. Notebooks. We just kind of scratched the surface. Yeah. This could maybe be a yippee Kaye volume one we'll do like another <laughs> oh, one yeah. later down the road where we just like flip through notebooks and talk so, about what we use them for because i you know like with writing and with blogging and with anything i like anything creative like my number one rule is make something that you wish already created which we talked about at the beginning of the podcast that like the three of us were making this because we wish it already existed yeah you know uh and this is an episode that i would have wished would exist just to get to see like pictures and hear people talk about like specific things that they actually put in these little pocket notebooks. It's kind of like the, you know, sort of snooping around sort of (laughs) appeal where you like getting to see inside someone's very intimate, like me and my pocket notebook. Cause that's pretty uh, intimate interaction. I I think Elaine in the group mentioned that she just like really loves to, yeah, she goes, I love looking at people's notebooks like in a borderline creepy way. (laughs) Yeah. I'm totally, we're, we're all there. Yeah, I'm with you, Elaine. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's me. I would yeah. all about that. So don't leave me alone in your in your house, anybody. If you've got notebooks lying around, <laughs> oh, I would just, totally do that. I'll just look through. Your them. <laughs> yep. I fantasized about finding people's moleskins before. I would read it and then return it. <laughs> I would lie. I didn't read that. Oh man, that was so good. I you are a crazy stuff. person, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I'm not going to get near you. I'll mail it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So should we do our little wrap up? We should. Let's talk about where we can all be found. So we are the Erasable Podcast, the world's best and only pencil podcast. Just also means we're the worst, but <laughs> we're the number <laughs> two pencil podcast. We're we're the pencil is half sharp kind of people. So you can find us at erasable.us. Also on iTunes if you use Mac products for some reason. Um this episode will be at Yeah. Hey. Erasable.us slash 32 for this episode. You can check out our Facebook group, which is probably the most fun place on the internet at facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. We have a page on which we sort of make official announcements and posts, which is facebook.com slash erasable podcast. You can find us on Twitter at erasable podcast. And we don't have a collective Instagram, but uh, we do like to promote the use of the hashtag Hashtag Erasable Podcast. <laughs> so where can folks find you gents on the interwebs? I am at um, at A Wellfley, A-W-E-L-F as in Frank, L-E on Twitter. Uh, or if you just want to read pencil stuff, I'm at Woodclinched as well. Um, and that's also the name of my blog at woodclinched.com. How about you, Tim? You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Wassum. And you can follow me on Instagram at Timothy Wassum. Uh, and yeah, that's it. There's some kind of changes coming up that I'll talk about later on, but, uh, gonna, I've, I've changed, I've was, changed my handles. Yeah. I was wondering if I should ask about that or I figured you would, you would <laughs> yeah. clue us in. 
I'm just going to totally like pretend like it didn't happen and just act super, <laughs> act super awkward. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, the short of it is, is that I, uh, very, if anybody's paying attention to this podcast and has checked my blog, I keep it up so rarely, uh, that, that kind of like what I used to use my blog for now I use this podcast for, and I yes. enjoy it a whole lot more, like a whole lot more. <laughs> and so, um, I have decided to just kind of enjoy the internet as myself instead of as writing arsenal and the blog will, uh, sort of go away. Um, maybe it might, I might use the, the account and switch it over to being a personal website for writing and things like that. And, uh, any new, I might do some writing about pencils and things like that in the future, but I plan to do it as a guest other places. So, um, that's just kind of a decision I made and I feel very, very, very good about it because I like this being my contribution to this cool little community that we live in rather than the blog that I just always feel guilty about not updating. (laughs) You're welcome Uh, anytime on Woodclenched. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, that's probably how it's going to work out. You'll see me kind of pop up on Pencil Revolution and on Woodclenched. I'll just kind of just exist and support my my buddies here. So (laughs) so that's me. So I'm at Tim Wassum on Twitter and at Timothy Wassum on Instagram. So what about you, Andy? Oh, I already did. Oh, sorry. sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I am at PencilRevolution.com. I'm on Instagram at Pencilution and on Twitter at Pencilution also. So thank you for listening to what we hope is a fun episode. Don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes and on Overcast, whatever that is. And, uh, (laughs) yeah. So we'll check you out next time on episode 33 where we'll probably do something awesome and Andy and Tim will drink really gross things and tell you about it. (laughs) You can bet on it. (laughs) See you guys. See you. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com.